0: Hi, this is Judd. It's a beautiful day in Napa Valley, and I just wanted to let you know that the audio introduction you're about to hear came all the way from Bordeaux, France. We are truly an international show. We did have a bit of a technical glitch, I believe, on our side getting this out there. So the coupon code that he mentions is unintelligible, not due to anything except this Little glitch that popped up. So just so you know, if you'd like to get a deal on our, well, in my opinion, delicious Judd's Hill wines, but you can also read the reviews and the awards and all that kind of stuff, the coupon code is JNVS, stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show, JNVS in lowercase letters. Type that into the coupon code area in the shopping cart at juddshill.com and get 15% off your entire wine order, just so you know. Enjoy the show.
1: Hi, this is Julien Itos, director of the famed French barrel maker Tonnerie Marchive. I think Judd may be lost, wandering about here in Bordeaux. So I'm introducing today's show. This episode features the mayor of Judd's hometown of St. Helena, the art of Napavali. Han Nevero is not an appanative, but her soul belongs here. She and Judd had a lively and entertaining talk, and I think you'll have fun listening it. Before we start, you really should pay a visit to Judd at his uh, family's winery, Judd's Hill, located at the south end of Silverado Trail in the beautiful Napa Valley. When you get there, ask to see their marshy barrels. Visiting information can be found at juddshill.com. While online, have a look at the wine pairing recipes poetry and fun videos. Put some wine in your shopping cart too. As a special perk for you, the listener, Type in coupon code GNVS in lowercase letters at checkout and get 15% off your entire wine order. For an even better deal than that, join the Judd's Hill Wine Club. They'll show you a good time guaranteed. I'd better get out and see if I can find Judd. He's probably nearby, enjoying a fine glass of our local wine. So I'm off to join him. Enjoy the show! Everyone's a Fingal Friend
2: on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Bengelstein. Good morning, Lauren Mole.
0: How are you, sir? Doing good, Judd. What's Top of the day, Deal. Oh. Top of the day. Top of the day to you. It is a beautiful day in Napa Valley.
2: It is. What are you doing? What am I doing? I don't I guess... mean like right now, but like in general, what's going on? How's life? What do you oh. What are you up to? Well, on Saturday the 20th at the A's game, me and my friends from Everybody's a Star will be singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game.
0: That's coming up this, uh, this coming weekend. This coming weekend, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's exciting. Tickets, I'm sure, are available. There's not a special Lauren fan club section, is there? Any, any seat in the house will... <laughs> Get you a perfect view of you singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? No. No? No. No section, but any ticket will get you. No section, but
2: any ticket will get you there.
0: Excellent. Excellent. How many folks are involved? And this is through Everybody's a Star? Yes, it is. How many folks are going to be singing?
2: Well, there might be about three, maybe six of us. We're not sure yet. We're going to have to plan it out first. All right. That's good. Have a plan. Any rehearsals? You want to take one right now?
0: No, that's all right. No, we're thinking about it. (laughs) Okay. That's great. So that's this coming Saturday, the 20th. The Oakland A's are taking on the Phillies, I think, right? Phillies. It's a little interleague play. Yeah, you can snack on your cheesesteak while you're watching the ball game. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. Tempting. Folks, you heard it. Head on out to Oakland this Saturday. Hear our very own Lauren Mole singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. You'll be on the big screen, so no matter where anyone's sitting, they'll be able to see you do your thing, right? There you go. Okay. Anything else happening? Are you auditioning for any roles? I mean, you're usually in the midst of a production.
2: Uh, as of right now,
0: no. Master Thespian, star of the musical stage. Well, there you go. You're taking a break, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. you got to rest up. Yeah. You shaved your mustache. I did. Yeah. From your last role. Yeah. It's gone for good. Well, you're looking good. Who knows? You might, you might get another mustachioed uh, uh, role. Heck I, might, I mean, heck, I might grow a beard. Well, I'd like to see that. You know, Movember's coming up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, i got some things coming up. Oh, okay. Tell us about him, Judd. I will. This very next Monday, the 22nd, so only two days after your appearance at the A's, I am going to be the guest DJ at City Winery Napa. I'm so excited. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary at Judd's Hill. You Congratulations, know. Judd. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So uh, we're having a little party. It's over at City Winery, at 6.30 p.m. Monday night. It's free to come. All ages are welcome. So if you've got kids or teens, you know, you can bring them by. You can have dinner there. We're pouring some Judd's Hill wine, complimentary tastes of the wine, and then specials on the wine should you want more than just a taste. I'll be spinning some quirky, hip, fun, danceable tunes for your enjoyment. And I'm bringing the pirate with me, Captain Wiley Raven, from our web series, Wine Booty. Right on. Which folks can see at WineBooty.com. So we're calling ourselves, it's so corny, but we're calling ourselves DJ Jazzy Judd and the Fresh Pirate. Not bad. <laughs> I like it. That's, that's going to be Monday, the 22nd at City Winery Napa. Also, something exciting coming up. I've just handed this. The Nutcracker. We're in Nutcracker season already. Coming up in December, but tickets are already available for Napa Regional Dance. This is the big annual tradition here in Napa Valley. I go every year. I love it. Uh, December 20th and 21st, there are three shows you can go to. On Saturday the 20th, there's a 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock p.m. On Sunday, December 21st, there's 2 o'clock p.m. Go to www.lincolntheater.com. Get your tickets now because this does sell out every year. As big as that Lincoln Theater is, and there's three shows. It's a Napa Valley tradition. It's a great dance company. They sell out. Go get your tickets. That's all I got now, Lauren. Right? What do you think we should do now?
2: Well, maybe we should just get on with the show.
0: I think that's a great idea. Would you like to introduce our guest? Sure, Jeff. Who's been waiting patiently through all this?
2: Yes. Hang on a second.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. There he goes.
2: St. Helena's her home. To leave, you couldn't pay her. A life of ease now? Nah. She's a political player. A talented public speaker. A dexterous message conveyor. A valuable skill which got her elected as mayor. So let's welcome our guest, who will lay it down straight as an arrow, Judd's hometown's leader, the Honorable Ann Navarro. (laughs) Hello, Ann. Madam Mayor. Hi. <laughs>
3: shaking thanks, hands thanks across
2: for, the
0: table there. Thanks
3: very much for having me. It's Hello, Your Honor. You.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining us.
3: Uh, again, thanks for having me. This is wonderful.
0: Well, we're going to have some fun. And first of all, I see you brought a big bag with you. What, what's, I did. What's, 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 should I take a look in this bag? Sure, what, go on ahead. What have you got here? I
3: think there's some Judd's goodies in there.
0: <laughs> You've heard the show. Well, thank you. So you brought a bag of goodies, and you're, you're okay. What is this? I'm going to give this, these away, but this is, a, this is very cute. This is a picture frame uh, with some brown kind of mesh fabric and a lovely conch shell. On uh, the top? What do you call this? Sort of an ornament on the top, silvery That's conch correct. shell?
3: Yes, it's a 3D and, style picture frame because it actually has that
0: it's lovely. shell on the top. In your nautical room in your seashore motif, and there is an adorable child. Is this related to you, this kid?
3: Adorable baby in that picture, absolutely not related to me <laughs> okay. whatsoever.
0: Came with the frame? Came
3: with the frame. If you don't have anyone to put in the frame, you're more than welcome to keep that cute baby right where right, right where they are. <laughs> okay. Oh. Thank
0: you. And then oh, <laughs> what is this? This is this is Shrek. This is like is this a candy filled Shrek? It a is. bobblehead?
3: Yes, it's a little bobblehead. I'm a fan of bobbleheads.
0: And what, oh, it says shake me.
3: Shake it. (laughs) <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> okay, what's the story on this?
3: Uh there is no story. It's a Judd's treat. Oh. So thank um, you. I think it has to be somewhat ridiculous from my understanding. Uh-oh, and this I is take very ridiculous. Um and it's also, you know, just something to have when you're a little frustrated, you shake it. You know, you maybe your mind is a little mixed up, give a little shake after you listen to Shrek, it kinda clears <laughs> up. You don't feel so bad at, by comparison. Gay. Lo-
0: oh donkey very good. That's a Shrek impersonation. Um scared me though. <laughs> <laughs> um that was like that was surprise attack shrek impersonation. Um as much as I like this, do you mind if we give this away to a listener?
3: Oh, absolutely. This
0: is going to be the whole goodie pack. You're going to get the Shrek bobblehead noisemaker The picture frame to the first person who gets on Twitter. If you're driving, pull over. Get on your smartphone. Or if you're in front of your computer, go on Twitter and tweet. The first person that tweets, I'm going to take it, uh, with hashtag, that's the pound sign, JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Tweet that, and you can add, getting my hands on Judd's goodies. First person will get this goodie bag, thanks to Mayor Ann Navarro of St. Helena. And I'll bring this over to Judd's Hill Winery, and we'll have it there for a few days for you to pick up. So go ahead and tweet. You know, several years ago, I was traveling in India, having a great time. Uh, I was by myself, so meeting people along the way. And uh, one of my hosts, this fellow that ran this uh, kind of tent, it wasn't really a tent city, but these really nice tents out in the desert during the camel fair. I'm, this is way too much information. But anyhow, I was sitting with him, and he uh, was an Indian fellow, but educated in England, spoke very properly. And I noticed he kept saying to me, pardon? We were speaking, he'd say, pardon? And I said, you don't, you don't understand me very well? He said, well, you have a very strong accent. And I never thought of myself coming from California as having an accent of any sort. And then he explained to me what it is. I speak fast. I use contractions, all these things, I guess. I only say this because, as you were just telling me about the goodie bag, and I've known you a little bit, it's apparent to me that maybe you're not from St. Helena originally.
3: That's a very, very astute observation.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your background. Where are you from?
3: (laughs) Um, And and accents are relative, by the way. It kind of depends on where you are. I just have to throw in that I am from Boston. Uh As everyone thinks I have an accent out here, you know, you can look at that as, well, we kind of... You know, landed, the little pilgrims put their foot down in 1620. Havid was functioning in 1636. You guys got in your little wagon trains, traveled across the country, and you kind of forgot how to pronounce words correctly. That's right. So accents are relative. You're first. (laughs) So water is water.
0: Water. (laughs) We got you a nice cup of water there. That's
3: right. Thank you. You grew up in Boston. I did. I was born in Boston. I'm the youngest of four kids. Um, My dad came here from Lithuania, Ah. um, as you know, many Americans did back in the... Twenties uh, uh, we grew my mother 's a, a one of nine in an Irish Catholic family, oh, okay. and so we grew up in a tiny little flat as many people do in the inner city, sharing one bathroom, the six of us, which you know today seems almost. Ludicrous, but in those days it was normal and nobody thought anything of it, and you just waited your turn. I just want you to know I was sixth in the family, so I had uh, the longest wait. Yeah, pecking
0: order, huh? <laughs> pecking so to speak. Order.
3: Yeah, it didn't work yeah. that well for me. Oh. <clears throat> kind of like having a Z in your name in the alphabet. You Always know? at unless, the end. Unless it's a good teacher that will turn it around every now and then let the Z's go first. Did
0: you ever get that? Did you ever reverse the order where the.
3: Uh, you no. got to go first? No, not before my older brothers and sisters, no. Did you
0: set your alarm early, nothing like that? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Rather sleep in and it have doesn't to hold matter. it for they a while. they were a lot
3: bigger than me, so <laughs> they would have picked me up and moved me behind them anyway well. in line. And so my my dad w- is was wonderful. He uh, Both of my parents lived through the Depression, mm-hmm. so they understood the value of a dollar, and uh, the the importance of hard work and uh, of you know sharing and that kind of thing. My dad signed up for World War II at the age of twenty three.
0: So came to um, this country yeah. as a as a boy, a young as man, five year old, five year old, didn't
3: speak any English, and grew um, up here
0: and said, "All right, this is my yeah, country." At, I'm
3: at twenty three, of course, after you know the bombing um, at Pearl Harbor and in World War II, he decided that he needed to give back you know he always Mm. said to us listen you know this country gave my family freedom the freedoms that you can't even imagine your kids can not imagine having come from russian oppression uh... lithuania at the time And so he said, you know, we have to give back if we don't fight for American freedom. So he spent four years in World War II um, in the South Pacific on a ship. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And thankfully, obviously, came out of it okay. Yeah. On my mom's side, again, another military family. My mother was one of nine. And her mother, uh, her brothers, there were four in world war ii so she was a four-star mother
0: oh my goodness yeah
3: so four stars were hung in the window during that time and all four came home
0: Oh, they did all oh four. thank goodness so that's pre- amazing pretty amazing wow. so
3: anyway that's that's sort of my my history that little bit of the background there is for school i went put myself through college yeah went, what do
0: the folks i'm just curious what do the folks do you know when you come to this country and you i know he was only five but like what path did he take? I can imagine not speaking English well, as a he, first language yeah, he, that can be a little intimidating he, getting out there but he
3: told me that the way he real that what his incentive for learning English was that his, his mom would give him a nickel or a few pennies, mm-hmm. and he got to get an ice cream. But he was afraid to go into the store to ask for the ice cream because he didn't know how to ask in English. So he'd give the kid the nickel or the four cents or three cents or whatever. The kid would go in, get the ice cream, but oh. the payment was he got the first bite. And my father said he thinks that he disjointed his jaws every time because he took, you know, half the ice cream off the cone each time. <laughs> so his incentive was, I'm going to learn English so I can go in and get my own ice cream have sure. <laughs> to have someone else hear it. But yeah, I mean, they went to school, they learned English. Children's minds are amazing. They pick up languages so beautifully. And then he, you know, he went to work when he came back from uh, the war. My mom was working at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't allow, uh, he met my mother, and they wouldn't allow a married couple to work at the bank. Oh, right in those days. So she had, she said, if she quit her job, could she be sure that her husband got it? And they allowed that, so she did. And um, they were married shortly after. And nine months to the day, my brother was born, my older brother.
0: How so, about that? Not wasting any time. Not
3: wasting any time yeah. to the day.
0: <laughs> Let's get these multi-generational, uh, the next generation to experience the, uh, the, uh, the opportunities of America yes going absolutely <laughs> and then three kids later you come along right
3: I come along and I always like to say of course you know they had they kept trying until they got the good one of course and then they stopped yeah so how could they beat this yeah they didn't buy that none of my my family members <laughs> but they my oldest brother keeps saying they kept trying until they got one like him and after the fourth one they figured there would never be another one as good as him so just quit trying oh we all have our own stories. that's right
0: everyone's spin <laughs> on the story <laughs> exactly all right, then you uh, went off and you got into the, the sciences.
3: I did. I did. I put myself through college and graduate school. And at the time, you know, it was important to me to make sure that I went into something where I felt like I could get um, have a good career. Uh, and something that I really enjoyed, and I love the earth sciences. I have a bachelor's degree in geochemistry and a master's degree in geophysics. And then I went off and worked for 15 years in the oil industry in Texas. Okay,
0: you anticipated my next question. You know, what do you do with those? So
3: Yeah, that was a, a interesting experience, for sure.
0: <laughs> Any uh, highlights, lowlights about <laughs> working in the oil biz?
3: Both. Highlights, you know, the... Uh, amazing training the ability to travel the world you meet remarkable people from different countries you work together on joint projects you see how other people in the world live and mm. you know it's it's a tremendous collaborative effort internationally which you wouldn't ne- necessarily expect and I can tell you, even working West Texas for a while as a Bostonian female oh. to go out to West Texas and work on an all male crew of West Texans, uh, that's pretty much an experience <laughs> in and of itself. But one that I would never have had uh, in helicopters and out on frozen lakes, you know, shooting seismic lines to try to gather information about where to drill oil—amazing experience. So those are the highlights. Yeah. The lowlights is that you know it was, it was a time when. Well, the oil industry can be a difficult industry, in particular for women in those days. There were very few women who ever entered the, the, you know, the um, program. And so it was always a little bit interesting to try to be heard mm. uh, and be taken seriously. I, I was 25 when I started, and uh, I evidently have an accent, Judd.
0: I, I uh, wasn't aware. Uh, and yeah. so, uh,
3: you know, in Texas, it might even be a little more pronounced. That's I can just talk pro- a little Texas now. I'll just say if I it's try. just a sw-
0: swirling <laughs> <laughs> chasm of accents over there.
3: You know, some of the low lights are just trying to uh, to make your way in in a corporate world uh, where you know sometimes you're you're not all that welcome just because of uh, you know who you are. So that was a little bit difficult. And the used- oil industry, in it itself, is one that you know. While I think obviously we all use gas and oil, I think there's maybe not enough attention paid to. Uh, alternative sources of energy so uh, i i realize they're a business and want to focus on that but i think with their uh, money and capability they might be able to to do a little more investigation in how mm. to to spread the uh, our energy
0: oh that sure so, would be nice it would it sounds like these types of experiences you know being um, your youth and your gender uh, giving you some challenges to make it but that sounds like maybe that set you up for success in your current position i mean how did uh You know, trying to be heard and getting in front of people and stating your case to make things happen. How did you get on the path to, actually, before we even get on that, how did you get to St. Helena then?
3: Well, it's a long story. So after... um, We've
0: got another how many minutes here? (laughs) At least three minutes till the break. So, So,
3: you know, lived in Boston, graduate school in the Midwest, Texas for 15 years. We always vacationed to California. I absolutely love it. It's an amazing place. The respect for the environment, the respect for this beautiful land is unsurpassed from any place I've lived. Just, you know, an appreciation of it. And I love that. So we used to come out here. We, you know, really enjoyed Napa Valley and wine country. And, you know, I kind of set in my mind uh, at some point this is where I would like to be for the rest of my huh. life. You know, I didn't really envision it back then when I was working in Texas. But, you know, you have to set a goal. Sure. And so I did. And um, my husband as well. And uh, we... Uh, finally left the oil industry after about 15 years of a great experience and came out and got positions in Silicon Valley. So, high tech? And- uh, yeah, high tech, mm-hmm. right? So I was there for 10 years, nine and a half, I guess, um, working at a couple of startups and That's an amazing experience in and of itself. It's the exact opposite of being in a big corporation. It's a true meritocracy in Silicon Valley. They don't care what your education is, who you know, who your father knows, where you went to school, what you look like, what color your hair is, anything. They really only care if you can get your job done. And do you do it well, and do you do it on time and make things happen? Mm. And that was a really remarkable uh, breath of fresh air for me. So I really enjoyed that. I did everything from... Uh, running customer service to human resources for a 400-person company to uh, director of engineering and operations. So it, that was a pretty cool experience. It takes a lot out of you. Um, I would imagine it know, would. Twelve to 14-hour days, and it's it's, uh, but it's a great experience.
0: And it did get you close to Napa Valley. It
3: did, and so we finally decided after many years of of that uh, pace that we should start to slow our lives down. And so we looked around. We had opportunities to live anywhere. And we spent a lot of time, a couple of years, looking where we might want to go. And I can't even tell you why we're here. I mean, we came here, and we met a great realtor, and we went around and met some people. And I just absolutely, both of us, just automatically fell in love with St. Helena. We had known some friends that, that lived up here, but, you know, not a lot. And it was just meant to be. I don't, I, it sounds a little bit corny, but it's yeah. actually true. So here we are. It spoke to you. It did speak yeah. to me and, it, and my husband well, as it's a well. a great town. And we looked at each other and said, this is it. I mean, this is it. So here Not we that are. I'm
0: biased or anything, but it is my hometown. So I'm <laughs> awfully fond of it myself. It's
3: but. It's phenomenal. It's almost like no place else.
0: So how long were you... Settled? I mean, had the paint even dried uh, before you ran for office?
3: So barely. Um, the problem is, is if you take someone who's been working twelve and fourteen hours a day at a fast pace, and then you stop them.
0: So this was basically you kind of retirement.
3: Kind of retirement. It must yeah. have done
0: well because you don't yeah. you don't seem like the typical retirement age uh, here. Well, but it's uh, uh, good for you.
3: Tons of oil of Olay.
0: Oh yeah. right. <laughs> the oil industry, the high-tech industry, you probably did okay, but you were able to retire to Napa Valley, yeah, St. Helena. Yeah, I mean, my
3: husband and I own a business, and he does consulting, and I do some consulting Okay, so well, you weren't completely so. out of the game. Right.
0: But you couldn't just well, sit still and enjoy the ease of life. You know,
3: I, I started to get involved in the community goings-on, and so um, as I talked to people that I, we were meeting in our neighborhood and people that we met at different events and what have you, I just started to attend some city meetings and public meetings, and, you know, I'm a a fan of American history and American government mm-hmm. my dad as i said always you know taught us to love america and everything that that gives us the life that we have and so you know after having worked so long and not really had the opportunity to do much i started to get more and more involved and i found that you know a lot of people weren't in love with what was happening but yet a lot of people are either uncomfortable speaking up or you know they feel like they don't have the time to invest and so I started to go to more meetings and people would talk to me about things and ask me to say something, you know, say that, say that, um, you know, cause they just were nervous and, uh, and, and it was what we, you know, we were thinking anyway. So I just started to get a little bit more and more involved and the opportunity came up to run for council and I had a tremendous amount of support across St. Helena and I was elected in 2010.
0: 2010, so two elected city council. Mm-hmm. And now, you, obviously, you're working hard. You're becoming involved in the community. And then, you know, very tragically, Mayor Del Britton, who I, you know, knew growing up as well. He's one of the school dads, you know, was in right. school with his kids and, you know, great guy. He tragically passes away. How is that succession? Were you like the vice mayor or how did you then right. get into
3: so, I was elected to council in 2010, and mm-hmm. I spent two years as council member. Mayor Britton appointed me vice mayor. Um, okay, he, so he gets you were to vice appoint, okay. yeah, vice mayor. So, he appointed me vice mayor. And then, following his tragic death, and it is a tragic death, whether he be mayor or not, it's a great loss to the community. Yeah. He's a wonderful man. So, the vice mayor, you know oftentimes, or vice president or vice anything will take position. In this case, you know, as with every case, the city council has the opportunity to either call a special election or to make an appointment, and the city council chose to make an appointment of the vice mayor to mayor. And just to be clear, every single vacancy in the history of St. Helena Council, every vacancy has been filled by appointment and not by special election. Mm. So it's the normal practice in St. Helena. And at that point, we then conducted interviews for my vacant seat on council. We had seven wonderful applicants. We did completely public interviews, which were fascinating because, boy, oh, boy, um, people are diverse in their thinking and their interesting and in their energy, and so it was a really great experience. For uh, It was well-attended and televised, and uh, these seven brave candidates were interviewed <laughs> in front of the entire community, <laughs> and we unanimously chose Mario Scalati to yeah. fill the seat. He's a, a fourth-generation St. Helena. Mm-hmm. Uh, two retail business family businesses on main street we had no retail representation and he's the next gen you know he's a younger guy guy. i mean you know the their future 30 and 40 year olds is you know they they should take the reins soon and so the only way to do that is to help that generation have the experience and the opportunity to learn about their government and how it works and so on.
0: That's, that's very interesting to hear that, that, that that's how that all happened. Well, we can talk a little bit about the future of St. Helena and uh, your experience as mayor and maybe get into some other fun topics. After this break, we've got Anne Navero, the Honorable Ann Navero, mayor of St.
2: Helena, joining us. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. La, 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 la. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of fingal fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live across the United States of America at KVON.com, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I salute that.
0: Across this grand country of ours, anyone with access to a computer can get on KVON.com and listen to our show live streaming or go to uh, that that iTunes store and look up past episodes as a podcast by typing in Judd's Napa Valley Show. Isn't that right, Lorne Mole? Absolutely.
2: You know, you couldn't have been more right about that.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate the support. Our guest is Mayor Ann Navarro of St. Helena, who was kind of rocking out during the break there. There was some Creedence Clearwater playing and you I'll were you. dancing around the studio there. You betcha. Yeah. i um,
3: music like that. I can't help myself. I I've,
0: I've <laughs> appreciate that. I mean, you've got some soul. What inspired your love of hot dogs?
3: Oh my God, I love hot dogs. Oh,
0: <laughs> how's that for a curveball question? Yeah,
3: no kidding. But uh, it, you thought we were gonna talk about issues and, and I mean, literally, if you had a hot dog right here right now, I would not. I'd be here every week.
0: I've um, I've seen you in action. We had I a party know. at our winery. You came to. We brought in the uh, Pink's hot dogs I from betcha. Los Angeles, and you kind of well. There's that. Uh, what Was it the uh, the Patty Duke show? Remember the the theme yeah. song? You know well. Which twin was it? Was it Patty? Loves to rock and roll. A hot dog makes you lose control. Dun, dun dun dun. Oh, anyhow, oh
3: yeah, I remember that might the, be you. The show. I'm you mentioned. were very
0: excited I, about I think these I, hot dogs. I
3: think I only knocked down two or three of your guests to get to <laughs> to the table first.
0: Do you? Can you give some tips I'm across this great country of ours? Since Lauren Mole brought up the United States of America, and you are a well traveled person, where do you get a good hot dog?
3: Okay, so I have to say, every place I've lived across America has phenomenal food. Yes. And not so good food.
0: Correct. Um, The things they're
3: not very good at. The East Coast is very good at the deli kind of world. So the knockwurst, the bratwurst, the hot dogs with casings, without casings, the kind you put on the grill and the skin (laughs) pops and the juice squirts out everywhere. Absolutely. (laughs) She's a
0: connoisseur, Lauren. Oh, Oh, yeah. Man,
3: oh, man, oh, man. I love hot dogs. And then I'm Lithuanian, and so we made uh, kielbasa every Mm -hmm. Christmas. So we stuffed our own kielbasa with the pig's casings and the pork. Sorry, everybody who's grossed out out there but that's how you do it. And so, you know, I just grew up the hot dogs on the in the, on the street in Boston, you know, the smell of the them grilling you just mm-hmm. in and New York as well. So, you know, with sauerkraut, just love hot dogs. I absolutely do. In fact, my mother used to make me knockwurst and put it in a, you know, you, a lot of people had a little thermos for soup. Yeah. My mom would make a knockwurst and put the knockwurst in there. And then oh, yeah? a Kaiser roll on the side and I'd have a little knockwurst. Keep for it lunch. warm Keep and it put warm. a little kraut
0: in there exactly. as well. Exactly.
3: And so that was my kind of sandwich. Oh, yeah. And my father was an addict. He could down three or four hot dogs. He weighed about 150 pounds at 6'1". Oh, so. Svelte dude. Yeah, in no time at all, so I'm definitely his daughter when it comes to that.
0: Those are but, the folks, and, and you too, very svelte, and I think those are the folks that can eat. You've watched those uh, eating competitions, and there are some big folks, but the champions, without a doubt, I mean, uh, yeah. it's like Kobayashi, you know, he was kind of a slight Japanese gentleman, and he could Put him away. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I only hurt two or three of your guests trying to get to that <laughs> table. And I've never had pinks from LA, so I'm duly impressed with the West Coast uh, hot dog effort there. That was really That's a good impressive. hot dog. You know, they yep.
0: translated pretty well because we had the hot dogs. Did we have the chili too from pinks? We've, we We no. flew that up for. Maybe it wasn't that one. But if you can go to Pink's, the, the variety they have is just amazing. Anthony Bourdain went there on one of his shows and was really skeptical. He was like, what? You're going to put coleslaw and nacho cheese and like you're going to mess up the whole thing? And then he sat down and loved it. Yeah. It's kind of the L.A. thing. Just throw a bunch of stuff out. Of it's it, true. Make it entertaining. <laughs>
3: Th- that's true.
0: And there you go. So we know you're a hot dog fan.
3: And I'm married to a vegetarian, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. But he supports your quest for delicious uh, you, hot dogs you know
3: we sort of respect and wonder about each other's food choices
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: he says together we equal one normal person with the amount of meat i eat so
0: and his lack of and his lack meat. thereof
3: exactly so one normal person together and my lack of vegetables, I'm sorry to say.
0: Oh yeah, and you live here in Napa I Valley with the that. beautiful farms, and not I just know. farms, but everybody has a garden growing things, and you.
3: I know, although don't. although I, the farm fresh is changing my mind completely. Remember, I came from the East Coast, All where right. vegetables was boiled potatoes and boiled carrots on a mm. plate, um, or green beans from a can. You know, little different style of vegetables that I grew up with, so I'm starting to be uh, properly trained.
0: Are you growing? Do you have a garden at home?
3: Um, I don't. I have a lot of friends who have gardens, and so it's kind of like a boat. The best garden you can have is a friend that has a garden. Right, right. Um, So I trade things. For, oh, that's good. For tomatoes and what have you.
0: Oh, that's yeah. nice. I, I, I do love being able to garden and show my kids, you know, where food comes from and yep. have them help me in the garden so they can I, respect I tried that. several
3: times, and I'm, I, I think I need more work on it before. That's okay. I, you, you
0: know, you're yeah. kind of busy.
3: Well, it, got, it's not that. It's just the sheer talent side of it.
0: But again, <laughs> you know, you can learn all that. There's I guess. consultants and books. and There's probably even YouTube videos and apps on how yes. to garden and whatnot. Yeah. St. Helena, small town. Been around. How, when was Helena founded? In the mid 19th century, I think. Yes. Correct. You know, I've lived there. Well, I do live in Napa now. I admit, but, but you know, we moved there 35 years, something like that. Anyhow, a lot of quirks that you I think? certainly enjoyed. You think? Yeah, and I'm tr- I'm trying to think of some now. I mean, there was a lady who painted her trees. There was there was always a guy who stood out one of the taverns, and I don't. He was always at this one spot. and He just kind of. Smoked a cigarette, but you could always count. He's always count on him. He was dressed the same way, and it was just like local characters. The certain shops. Are there any like quirks of town that you think are unusual to Saint Helena that you just enjoy?
3: I don't th- know if it's quirks. I, I think it's style. I, I, you know, I, I love that Saint Helena loves itself so much. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's it's just really great to have a place that. Where everybody just loves the city so much mm-hmm. and loves the place whether they're whether they're you know been born there and raised there or they're new there's sort of a, a love of Saint Helena that everybody shares i also you know, the bumping into people in town yeah. because we're so small is just so remarkable. You can go to a restaurant and you it takes you 10 minutes to get to your table because you stop and say hello to all the people you know along the way, you know, it's just phenomenal. And, bocce, and I'll bet
0: folks, folks always joke, you know, when that happens, like to me or other folks, oh, you must be the mayor of this town, you know, because you know everybody, but you are the mayor of this town, <laughs> so I imagine you do know everybody. I know
3: a lot less people than some of the folks that have lived here their whole lives. <laughs> yeah. So, no, bocce, it's just the way, yeah, it's just the way up. it is. People do Know each other in town, and we'll stop and say hello. And bocce is a is is a quirky, cool thing in St. Helena. It truly is a way of life.
0: Yeah, um, you don't mess with people in their a bocce. Week,
3: you know, sixteen courts, and people are absolutely into it. The food and wine that people bring to play bocce is world class. The teams uh, always have a ton of fun. Some take it seriously, but even they have a, a really fun time. It's a uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful way for a community to meet each other and and uh, have the opportunity to, to talk and get to know each other's kids or, yeah. you know, what they do, and it's it's really... Good community
0: bonding. Good
3: community bonding. Amazing.
0: And you work at a winery, is that what I understand? I like one day a week or something like that? I,
3: yep. Since the minute I got here, I pretty much went uh, to a local winery that I love the wine of. Um, you can give a
0: name if you want people to come say hello, It's okay.
3: And, and so I... <laughs> okay,
0: I, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the politics, that's fine, that's fine.
3: right <laughs> be fair. And so, you know, I... Uh, wanted to work in the tasting room one Mm -hmm. day a week we do seated tastings and so it affords me the opportunity to talk to people at length about their experience in Napa Valley and so I literally you know I need to keep An understanding up of our, you know, economic engine, our wine Uh industry, agriculture. The winery does wonderful education and training. I've gotten to, you know, be out in the field, in the cellar, Uh, full experiences there. Great, you know, the winemakers come in and talk to us about the wines. We really have a great education, so that means that I stay up on that, and my opportunity to talk to guests is. Fabulous. Wonderful. You know, because I find out, well, where are you staying? What do you like? Are people treating you well? What don't you like? What do you think of the traffic? I mean, I literally can take my own poll, my own surveys. And that's really important for me to keep my pulse on what visitors are saying about our valley and locals i mean we do the napa neighbors you know as most wineries do
0: right we do be participate and in that i
3: think all wineries should by the way if i could just absolutely put in little,
0: yeah think, it's the napa vintners association right. so you locals listening go to the napa vintner napa valley vintners association website and click on the napa neighbors tab you will see i'm not sure how many participate at this point but it's lots of wineries that participate and if you are a napa county resident you're going to get some specials. It might be a complimentary tasting. It might be a discount. It might be who knows. But check it out and go out and taste wine. Visit your Napa neighbors.
3: Absolutely. It's a wonderful experience for the not only for the the residents to experience the wineries, but for the wineries to experience the locals. Oh, so I, I can, love it when locals yeah, come absolutely. in. I think it's one
0: of the greatest compliments uh, we receive is it when is. locals come in and say that other locals sent them. That, it's, that's It's right. wonderful, and you right. can be appreciated by your neighbors. Do you identify yourself as mayor when you're doing this?
3: That's a good question. I usually don't. Mm-hmm. There are times when we have visitors, you know, if I'm doing a tour and it's a bit, pretty big room. And, you know, they're they're kind of overwhelmed and delighted with Napa and they're all excited. And, you know, you can you can tell that it might be the right moment to tell them that the mayor of St. Helena is (laughs) pouring their wine. And that's how dedicated we are to visit a ship that everyone pitches in to make our visitors feel comfortable and happy or our, our guests. So. Oh.
0: That sound means it's time for our lightning round. Are you ready, Mayor Ann Navarro? We, we, we talked a little bit about not talking too much politics, but here we're going to go. Here we're going to go. Huh. <laughs> Talk about my public speaking class. Um, but here we go. What we're going to do is uh, politicians are sometimes referred to as talking heads. So I am going to read you the titles of several songs by the band, The Talking Heads, and I want you to respond, get your reaction to these titles in giving your platform, your philosophy, your politics. Are you ready to go?
3: Oh, boy. You Probably were not prepared not. for this,
0: but here we go. Songs by the Talking Heads as responded to by the Honorable Ann Mayor of St. <laughs> Helena. Here we go. Road to Nowhere.
3: Uh, infrastructure Repair.
0: Wild Wildlife. Mayor. <laughs> oh, Don't Worry About the Government. No one. No one should worry about the government? No one
3: No one should not worry about Oh, the should government.
0: not worry about Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, burning down the house?
3: City council meetings.
0: Psycho killer?
3: A few residents.
0: A few of your residents? Okay, we don't have to name names. Oh, here's a, maybe a hot topic. Uh, girls want to be with girls.
3: Well, city manager, uh, our new district supervisor for schools, and the mayor are all girls.
0: There you go. Making flippy floppy.
3: Trying to come up with an ordinance or a law that makes everybody happy.
0: And finally, our wild card. This is a Pat Bennett tune. Love is a Battlefield.
3: I love to do this because it's good for America, and I feel like I'm giving back, but it is absolutely a battlefield to get things done.
2: And there you go. Perfect score. Tell her what she's won, Lauren Mole. You've just won a free trip to Chicago and a new car.
0: <laughs> with this thumb, just stick it out and someone will give you a ride to Chicago. Thank you, Lauren Moll. Thanks for indulging a little silliness. Sure. St. Helena has certainly changed, you know, in the past. Well, since I, I mean, things are always changing, I mean, that's just progress. But, you know, I walk down Main Street, and there's really only two, three, maybe four businesses that I remember from my youth. Things seem to go in certain directions. You talked earlier, just mentioned the phrase future of St. Helena. So, you know, can you sum up something about where you see this town going maybe in the next... Ten, fifteen, twenty years?
3: Yeah, I mean I think for me I would like to preserve and polish St. Helena. So, you know, we are the we are the historic center, in my opinion, of Napa Valley. The first, the oldest winery, Krug wineries in St. Helena, uh, the Culinary Institute of America, the Greystone Building, was built uh, completed in the late eighteen hundreds by forward thinking winemakers who needed a solid, good place to store wine so they could bring it to San Francisco for sales. These were leading-edge thoughts to put a building like that up in place with a million gallons of wine storage in the basement. We have the oldest single-family owned and operated vineyard in California, and that's Fulton, uh, Fulton Vineyard. We have incredible history that we must not lose. We have to preserve. We have a small-town charm that we must not lose. And I know that St. Elena has changed. I haven't lived here, certainly, in my whole life, but I've spoken to a lot of people who have. And they said, you can't even imagine what it was like when I was a kid. Hmm. But I don't know any place else in the the world that hasn't changed.
0: Right. Um, It's inevitable wherever you are.
3: But what we've been able to preserve is still a small-town feeling. And maybe it's difficult when you live here and you realize it's changed. But when you come from any place else to St. Helena, there is a small-town unique charm that is, I, I can't point to another place I've ever been in America that's, like it. So, you know, that the preservation of that is really important. Our pride, our agricultural and wine industry history is really important. Um, Our small town charm and character. But, you know, we also don't want to deteriorate. You know, we need, you know, people say it's all about the money. Well, you know, it isn't all about the money, but without the money, you're not able to make things happen you know we've put a lot a lot into infrastructure we want safer bike lanes we want better sidewalks they're bumpy and difficult to walk on we'd like to add another pack we're woefully low in packs which is interesting because people say there's plenty of open space we can't run through someone else's vineyard with a kite or or play frisbee so it's not really available to the public so we we are woefully low compared to every other Mm. city in napa valley in pack space so we'd like to do that but we do need to be able to afford to do that. So we have to find a balance between increased revenue and maintaining what we have. And I absolutely believe that can be done. It's been, you know, it, it, it's some. no one will let go of St. Helena's history and small-town t- charm. I don't know a single person who says we want to change who we are at all costs. I've yeah. never heard that from from pro-business or anti-business. No side has ever said that. And I think if we lose that, then we've all lost everything. Yeah. So... I think it can be done.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Thanks. You know, despite being deep inside local politics and fighting the fight when you have to and probably hearing everybody's complaint about every little thing, uh, are you still still able to enjoy life here in the Valley in San Helena?
3: <laughs> Is there
0: room to... Just enjoy
3: yeah, there is it's right now it's pretty busy, obviously yeah. there's an election going on, so my you know it's it's pretty busy and mayor is a different role than council it's uh not only do we do the work of the council that that I did as a council member, but you know you're also a figurehead, so sure. I've spoken at you know every single practically every single thing i've ever been asked to speak at i represent st Helena on boards and commissions decision making boards and commissions outside the city so yeah there's a lot of a lot of time spent in that but what do, do you we do for fun what do we do for fun yeah. so uh, <laughs> we sit on our back deck with a beautiful view and a glass of wine enjoying some of the great wine of this valley we have people over for dinner a lot we go to a lot of backyard parties um we go to events in town all the time local restaurants i absolutely love our local restaurants mm-hmm you know, there's just tons to do. We have little scooters, 150s. Oh, good. I'm not a peddler, but I'm a little, you know, <laughs> zip zip. So we have 150 scooters and we'll go up into the hills and kind of look around. And it's just, uh there's a lot to do. We like to uh spend our time enjoying the nature and the beauty of, of Napa Valley and the wine. And Very fruit. good. There's yeah.
0: not many places as beautiful. There's not. So it's nice to be able to be soaking in it. I do have to ask you something, hopefully not too controversial, but I know it's on the minds of many listening now, and I haven't really heard anybody ask you this, so I'm going to put you on the spot. And I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable, but kind of need to know. Uh-oh. Do you go nuts for donuts?
3: <laughs> I, that is just way too personal and difficult a question for me to we, be able to answer. We know answer. how you feel about
0: hot dogs, <laughs> but here, not from St. Helena, but from our fair city down here of Napa, at the Buttercream Bakery, this pink oh. box comes out full of an assortment of donuts. What I'd like you to do is pick one. You don't have to eat it right now, but you can or you can. It's totally up to you. But choose one of those.
3: I know exactly that one. Go for it. Okay. It's a cake
0: donut. Ah, the buttermilk Nub cone thing glazed man, that was close. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. If you thought you were going for the uh, maple old fashioned, which is a popular one, that means he gets to have it. Lauren, help yourself. So with that buttermilk glazed nub thing, I need to ask you as you're uh, enjoying that here on this beautiful Napa Valley day, what pressing St Helena issue is this going to help you solve? How how are you going to resolve something by eating this donut? It's going to inspire you to do something.
3: Boy, which one of the many? The Sugar Rush will help me with maybe just completing uh, the signing of all of the paperwork that I have to sign when I get back to City Hall later on. Instant energy. Yes. And now it's time to... Tons of pages.
0: Oh, good. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show.
3: This is Mad Libs.
0: That's right. It's Mad Libs. We're going to go kind of quickly, Mayor. So what I want you to do is fill in the blanks and we'll see what you come up with. The first thing I need is an adjective.
3: Silly. Silly. That's
0: a good one. How about a plural noun? Cats. You're quick. Good. Cats. An adverb, you know, L-Y. Quickly. A quickly. You gave, me, I the just, you I gave me the hint. You gave me the hint. Very good. I stole it. <laughs> oh, you're sharp. All right. A plural noun. Another plural noun. Shoes. Shoes. I'm a woman, and I? Hey. An adjective? Boring. Boring. That came quickly. Is that how you feel about this show? <laughs> <laughs> a plural noun. Pants. Pants. A year it could be any year.
3: Seventeen seventy six.
0: Oh, uh, your American history. My buff. favorite. And finally, a geographic location.
3: Outer Mongolia.
0: Outer Mongolia. All right, Mayor Ann Navarro. Earlier today, I was looking up some information about you online, and the St. Helena Star had this candidate profile from your 2010 City Council run, which you have just rewritten now via this. Mad Lib. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Navero, who describes herself as a fact-based thinker, has an analytical approach to decision-making. It says that you uh, ask silly questions, (laughs) gather input from all cats, and make... You can laugh out loud. She has her head back. But yeah. And make quickly reasoned decisions that make sense over the long term. (laughs) (laughs) Leadership. This is your quote now. Leadership means not shying away from different shoes. She said,
3: absolutely.
0: It's always more difficult to be open and to ask the tough questions. But in my opinion, you always come out with a boring solution. (laughs) (laughs) Navarro is against the proposed sales tax increase because the government, and this is your quote, can and should look harder at its pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Now this is a little bit about you. Uh, You moved to St. Helena in 1776 with your husband as a place to live out the rest of your lives. You always loved and visited California and have vacationed here whenever possible, specifically Outer Mongolia. <laughs> no. The Honorable Ann Navarro has been our guest. She's the mayor of St. Helena. I want to thank you very much for being here.
3: Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's a great show.
2: This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.